Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Philadelphia, welcome to Willpower. With the first African-American and first woman to hold the register of Will's office in the city of Philadelphia, the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon, a mother, an educator, and community leader. When there's a will, your family keeps the power. This show will set the discourse for your family to plan for the future and extend the family legacy. Call your family and friends and tell them to tune in for a journey into their generational wealth. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Let's welcome Madam Register, the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon. My name is Tracy Gordon. I'm the Register of Wills here in Philadelphia. And welcome to my show, Willpower. And always remember, when there's a will, your family keeps the power. The last few weeks or the last past Sundays, we talked about the importance of making wills and the consequences when you don't. So today... We're going to talk about when you have that will and the ease your family goes through when you come to the Register of Wills office. I have two guests here today. My guest is my deputy of probate. His name is Lou Dorenzo. He's been at the office of the Register of Wills in City Hall, room 180, going on 41 years this October. And we also have another uh, uh, attorney, our, uh, another solicitor, and that's Mr. George Gossett. And they're going to um, talk to you about the process when you come into the office because a lot of times people believe that they have to have lawyers when there's a will. When you make the will, your family does not necessarily need a lawyer. And we'll talk to you about sometimes when you may need a lawyer in the case that you have a will. I already told you all that you have to be 18 years old to make a will. When you make the will, I always recommend best practice to have an attorney consult with you. We're going to have attorneys coming on uh, th uh, throughout the city that actually give free legal advice along with wills. We have some programs here in Philadelphia and legal agencies that will provide those for you. But I always say that a will is also sort of like doing business with your life. And so I don't look at the cost of paying for a will. I look at the cost when you don't have a will. So either you pay it up front or your your family is going to pay it in at the end. And not only financially, emotionally, I've been in these uh, uh, citation hearings and I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't believe, although you may not believe, the contention, the frustration, the fighting, the emotional toll it takes on your family when you do not leave the will. You have the power to control who gets your assets and who is going to take care of the business. And that is the executor in the case of a man or executrix in case of a female. 
I told you all last week that one of the most important things that you want to put in that will is who you want to take care of your business. That person is the executor. That is the person that's going to know where your original will is. I always say best practice. You can give them a sealed copy of it, but you need to let them know because oftentimes people say, I know my mom, I know my dad, I know my grandmother had a will, and that I can't find it. Well, then that's no will. Or they'll come and say, my mom wanted me to have the house. My grandmother says she wanted me to have the will. No such, uh, the house, no such thing as a verbal will. And I see a lot of tears and I see a lot of fighting and a lot of confusion. And it costs your family a lot of money sometimes because sometimes you have to hire an attorney. When you leave the will, the will tells the story. That's your last will and testament. Your last, your last will and testament is not your last breath. It's that last will, that last legal piece of paper. And by the way, I want to make sure that the listening audience know that we're talking about the state of Pennsylvania because there are different rules as it regards to a state uh, processing. So this is the state of Pennsylvania. So if you live in Maryland, then you need to find out who that register of wills is and find those laws. If you live in California, you need to go to California and find out what their laws is. We're talking about the state of Pennsylvania. And so we're going to just get right to it. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, um, when you come in our office with a will uh, uh, in your hand, our office and our team that's led by uh, Mr. Lou Dorenzo, who I said that if there ever was a picture in the dictionary that said, work your way up, he started at the Register of Wills 41 years ago. So he knows the process, and he is the one that oversees this department, and he is the one that's trained people, and he's the one that will okay uh, uh, these wills that come in. So the first thing I want you all to know, again, put the will up in a safe place. Make sure you let the person know that they are going to be your executor or executrix oftentimes. People are so shocked. Like, I didn't know that my aunt or my mother or my father or whoever, you know, my partner, because I, I told you all last week, no such thing as common law marriage ever since uh, uh, January of 2005. So if you're living with somebody and you are not legally married, legally married, which means you also come to the Register of Wills, because we issue marriage licenses, then you are not the legal next akin. You will not be able to make any legal decision. You will not be able to legally inherit anything because you are not blood-related. And if you want uh, to leave somebody that you love, uh, whether it's a partner, a girlfriend, boyfriend, or whatever, you know, a boo, make sure you make the will and make sure you... Put in the will what you want to leave with them. So when you bring the will or when the person you die and they get the paperwork, you don't have to go or your family don't have to go to the funeral director and say what's next. Your family don't have to go to the bank often for the bank to tell you you need to go get the short certificate. You won't be able to go to the recorder deeds, which is a total different office, to change the name from the deceased person, like from your mother's name to your name, is another office called the Recorder of Deeds. You won't 
have to be told where's the short certificate because you will have the will. You will be able to come down to room 180 in City Hall and you will be able to give them the will and bring the necessary paperwork so you can probate the estate and so you can take care of the business in a smooth transaction. So, Lou, let's talk about probate. I want you to tell them, you know, what's typical when, you know, let's say, say you got a, a perfect will, the executor, executrix comes to the office, room 180. What's the process they go through? Okay, good morning, Register. And, and first off, I'd like to thank you for the invitation um, for this show and, and also compliment you on your short period of learning so much about this Register of Wills office and what it means to the city of Philadelphia and to our citizens. Uh, what you've done here is, is absolutely exemplary, especially with our outreach department, reaching out and, and the communication that you've put forward um, uh, to bringing knowledge as to what this office actually is. So with that, again, thank you for everything that you've done in our office. Um, but as far as probate, let's, uh, let's first say that you, when you come to the Register of Wills office, the, the Register of Wills office is probably the most user-friendly office in City Hall. And we receive major, major accolades from the Bar Association, lay people, and, and, and et cetera. Et cetera. Um, but again, the most user-friendly office, when you come into the office, you're greeted by the receptionist. Okay, that's going to guide you right through step by step right into seeing one of our probate clerks. So the first question is, you know, what is probate? People fear the word probate. They feel that it's it's a process that's going to take such a long time. It's a convoluted process and it's the total opposite. When you sit with one of our probate clerks, they're going to take the information from you. Okay, from number one probate. Let's prove the will. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask for the original will, and we'll go through the certification process, making sure that all of the documents that are in place are the original documents, okay? Um, we'll ask for a death certificate, and why a death certificate? Well, obviously, for obvious reasons, you need to determine that the person that you're coming in to offer that will is deceased, and we'll need a certified death certificate. In addition to the certified death certificate, we're going to check what that marital status is. Are the, in, is the individual married? Were they single? Were they divorced? Were they never married? Because that next step takes a place on how we view the rest of the record. So now if you have an original will and the name's an executor, hey, listen, this is cut and dry. We're going to take the identification and certified uh, documentation from uh, the personal representative, and we're going to qualify them as the executor and in that process we're going to ask what are the assets that are left in the decedent's name only as of the date of death that would include bank accounts stocks bonds etc anything in the deceased name only now if there's anything that is in joint names anything held in trust or anything that names a beneficiary these assets pass automatically over to the survivor they're taxable but not probatable. So probate again, let's prove the will and identify what the assets are in the decedent's name only, Register. Yeah, and so it's as simple as that. And when you leave the will, 
How long are they in and out the office? Because you can either make an appointment or most people just drop in. Um, we're open from um, um, 8.30 to 4.30. And how long does that usually take when you have a good uh, proper will? The process in our office, you're, you're prob- most likely in and out of our office within 20 minutes to a half an hour. Okay. Again, like the register said, you can schedule an appointment. Uh, during COVID, we did start out virtually, then went into appointments, and now we are open um, for business, like the register said, from 8.30 to 4.30, um, Monday through Friday. So the process, again, 20 minutes to a half an hour, you're in and out of the office, and you're walking out uh, with the documentation that you need uh, to gain access to the assets of the decedent's estate. And that's as simple as that. No attorney. You're coming in without an attorney. You're coming in with a will, original will, and all those documents. Um, you can call our office at 215-686-6250 or 215-686-6255. As simple as that, people. And this is what I've been trying to tell people because people believe that when they make a will they're going to die they have all these different superstitions i've heard people say well i'll be be dead um it won't be my problem why would you want to leave your family with a problem why would you want to leave your family uh confused they're mourning you or should be mourning you why would you want the confusion so a lot of times people want to know how long does it an executor have to settle a estate because oftentimes you may name an executor and that's a, 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 you know, I can't emphasize this enough. Please don't leave the messy kid as the executor. Please. It may, did that older kid, you think if they messy, don't leave it. If the younger kids not messy, if all your kids is messy, then go find an aunt and make sure that executor executors that you, um, um, leave, Leave an alternative, because sometimes they may get say, I don't want, like Aretha Franklin, um, a niece, she was left the executrix, and that confusion started. She said, look, here, I, I don't want to do it anymore. And then they ended up in court because it was two written wills, and, you know, luckily it was dated. It didn't have to be. I don't know if it had to be dated in Detroit, but I know in Pennsylvania it's not a requirement, but it is also, we, we always say that you should date it. So, I mean... That's extreme. But one thing I could say about uh, uh, the godmother soul, at least she knew to, to make a will. At least she knew that she knew for a fact that one of her children was disabled and somebody's going to have to take care of that child for the rest of his life. So she was smart enough to know that. But what I wanted to say is a lot of times people call us or come in the office and that executor uh, 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 decides that, they don't have time or they keep playing around or they may be selling off assets. And one other footnote, guys, the power attorney, as soon as that last breath, you are no longer the power attorney. You are no longer the power attorney. It ceases uh, once you die. And the executor would take the place if you leave the will. Now, you may leave the power attorney and the executor to be the same person, but make sure you know that because a lot of times the executors, be, I mean, the power attorneys, they be making all type of legal decisions and they be move, removing stuff from the house that's all illegal. 
So, Lou, tell them um, how long um, um, uh, from the time that the person dies, uh, when and how long it should take them to bring that will. Okay. Thank you, Register, for the question. Okay, so the probate process, there's an inheritance tax that is due within nine months of the date of death. So that's the time frame that we usually go by, okay, and this is to avoid any interest and penalty from accruing. So when someone passes, it's normally protocol to come into the office as soon as possible, okay? Let's face it, at at this point when someone passes, no one really knows what the assets are at the time of death, okay? Uh, Like the register said, you know, know, people are elderly and they're not familiar uh, with the whole probate process and whoever's named as the executor, everything's pretty much kept a secret, okay, up until that person passes. So when that person actually passes, it's the executor's responsibility to gain access to all of those assets. So that's why the Commonwealth gives nine months to put everything in order. So it takes time to receive bank statements, gain access to bank records, and other financial disclosures, things of that nature. So with that nine-month period, that's the gauge, okay? Get it done within that nine-month period. There is a statute of limitations to raise an estate. It's a crazy number, but it's 21 years. 21 years is the statute to raise an estate. So someone passes, and this is where, and I know the register spoke on this before, where these tangled titles come into place where no one handles any estate. So we're seeing an influx now of this because of the education piece that the register has put forward with getting the involvement with these tangled titles and these different organizations that are coming to the stepping up to the plating and helping out. Uh, but again, the 21 year, it's a far, far number, but it does pass that. But again, the nine months is the, is the time frame that we're actually looking at to get it accomplished. So within nine months, you probate the estate, no interest, no penalty. Any tax that's paid within three calendar months of the date of death, there's a 5% discount. So, for example, so that there's no confusion, if the child's tax rate is 4.5% and there's a 5% discount, it doesn't mean that you make out with a half a percent. No. It means that on the net tax that's due, whatever that tax is that's due, it's 5% discount. And listen, um, you hear that? So after nine months penalties and taxes accrue. So your responsibility as an executor is to make sure the process is cost effective. So when you don't bring it in nine months, after nine months, it's pretty. So if you're sitting in a house uh, that's still in a dead person's name and you never came and uh, tried to probate the will, whether you have a will or not, penalty and interest is accruing with the state right now. And then, just like he said, after 21 years, then you're going to have to go upstairs uh, to uh, um, uh, the Orphan's Court uh, where I am the clerk of Orphan's Court. I'm not just the register of wills. I'm the clerk of Orphan's Court. And attorney, George Gossett, you will come to his department after 21 years, and he's going to briefly tell you, you know, how you have to, um, you won't, you will have to file attorney Gossett. Oh, thank you, register. So when you come to the... Um the orphans court, this is probably the time period which you are going to need an attorney because now you're actually filing motions with the court. 
So although you have the right to do it, it was called pro se without an attorney. In this particular case, I would strongly suggest that you that you hire an attorney to help you navigate through that process. So basically, once you once you're in the orphans court, now you are asking the court to actually put certain uh, orders in place that will allow you to go forward with the uh, the probation of the actual estate. And we also deal with matters in terms of if there's an actual challenge. So let's say somebody writes a, a will um, and they and another family member says, oh no, that's not the, the actual will or that will was forged or that's not really grandma's signature or what have you or grandma didn't mean mean to leave me out. So all of those matters are actually going to be handled in front of the uh, a, actual judge of the Court of Common Pleas in the Orphan's Court and that's how we get those matters settled. Mm-hmm. And that's after that's after the 21 years, or that's the appeal process. Yeah. Yes. Anyone uh, has the right within one year of the granting of the letters testamentary or administration or an inheritance tax return to have the right to file an appeal, and that appeal is filed directly to the Orphan's Court. Mm-hmm. And that's in room 414 or 415 in City Hall. So you see the difference? You see the confusion that that, that that you make when you it's a piece of paper, guys. You can it's a holographic rule. You can hand write it. Uh, uh, we we're gonna play these uh, 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 tapes again, and we're gonna go over the eight components of a will. But there is legal organizations for seniors. It's legal organizations for people who uh, uh, are under a certain income guideline. But I always say. To people, if you can afford those red bottom shoes, you can afford making a will. You want to protect your generational wealth. And I am going to be preaching this until my last breath because we have a problem here in the city of Philadelphia. We have a problem with people not understanding how to conduct business before they die. And they're leaving their family and into all kinds of situations and financial situations. And they're living in houses that are in dead people's name, which means you do not own that house. And there's a process. There's a process whether you have a will or not. You have to come down to our office. I know we have a short uh, period. Uh, yeah, Attorney George, you want to say something <laughs> One else? of the things I, I've noticed in, in my practice, I, I've been practicing law in the city now for about 25 years. Some people think, well, I don't have anything of, of any importance, so why do I need a will? And I'll sit down with a client and talk to them for about five or ten minutes and then realize, hey, you got a lot of things that you have that you have a concern as to who they're going to go to uh, in the event that you pass, or shall I say when you pass, <laughs> One of the things that we know is definitely going to happen is you're definitely going to have to pay taxes and you're definitely going to get up out of here at some point. So I think people need to really take some time. I call it the, the uncomfortable conversation, you know, in which you sit down and say, okay, these are the things, these are the individuals that I want, want, want my stuff to go to. You have houses, you have cars, you have jewelry, you have a Certain, photographs certain family heirlooms <laughs> keepsakes so and 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 no nobody wants to talk about death i get it 
But at some point, you really need to just lot out, take take out a certain amount of time and say, okay, I'm going to bring all the people that are important to me. We're going to have this conversation, and we're going to get all of this worked out on paper so that we know in the, when, when I, I transition that all these things have been 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 taken care of. Again, I start. I lead off all my seminars, and I, I should have let let this uh, uh, program off. There is no such thing as an automatic transfer of wealth. Mm-hmm. People do not automatically inherit your things. You cannot verbally automatically transfer your things. You need to put it in writing in the form of a will, or the state has already made a will for you, and it's called intestacy or intestate, and that's what we're going to talk about next week. I know uh, we have a short program, um, but I want you all to know that you can call us. You can call us at 215-686-6250. You can also email us anytime you have a legal question. You can email. We have a 24-hour turnaround. It's rowonline at phila.gov. That's spelled R O W O N. L-I-N-E at P-H-I-L-A dot G-O-V. Roll online at phila.gov. We are on all social media platforms. All you have to do is put in the search engine Philadelphia Register of Wills or P-H hashtag P-H-L-R-O-W. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Go on those um, 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 those social media platforms and everything I've told you, they're all on those platforms. You can go on our website, www.phila.gov forward slash wills. You can get all the forms. You can call us. You can even reach me because I read my own emails at tracy.gordon at phila.gov. And if you leave the E out of Tracy, I will not receive that email because my name is spelled with an E-Y, T-R-A-C-E-Y dot G-O-R-D-O-N at philly.gov. Because oftentimes people say, I send you the email. And I say, how did you spell my name? And they'll say, T-R-A-C-Y. And I'm like, not my name. It's T-R-A-C-E-Y dot g-o-r-d-o-n at phila.gov you can also reach uh lou at 215-686-6254 and my email address is lewis l-o-u-i-s dot dorenzo d-i-r-e-n-z-o at phila.gov and you can reach attorney george gossett in our uh, Orphans Court Sec uh, okay. Department at I am at George G E O R G E dot Gossett G O S S E T T at Courts dot dot gov. Yes, so I just want to let you know that next week we're going to talk about when you don't leave the will and the consequences and all the sit- all the different paperwork you have to do and sometimes you have to hire a lawyer and then you all are going to come up 
and then I'm going to have to listen to all the fighting that goes on between you all. So I'm telling you, if you do not want to leave your family in a state of confusion, if you want to rest in peace, rest in peace, you need to write that will, that last will and testament you want to do it when you're in your sound mind. You don't want to do it when tubes is down your throat and you're halfway in a coma and people are shoving papers in your... Because you know when you make the will, you can change it. You can change it. Somebody's get on your nerves. You can take them out the will. You can change it until their last breath. But I just, you know, not to make light of it, I'm telling you we're in a, a severe problem here in the city of Philadelphia. Um, and I've let all our elected officials know that we need to come up with some of state comprehensive plan so people will understand the process and importance of making a will. My name is Tracy Gordon. I'm your Register of Wills. My show is called Willpower because we always believe, and I quote, when there's a will, your family keeps the power. Thanks for listening to Willpower with the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon.